For me, I, um, I never like planned to be a motivational speaker. It was never something that I ever had on my radar. And I pray with feathers and locked fingers. Hold up, this is the power of sovereignty. I hear the spirits calling me. I hear my mama saying what you do is a part of me and honor me. Hi, welcome back to another episode of Trails, Tales, and Spruce Tea. I'm your host today, Shaolin Jodry. This episode, a conversation with Savvy Simon, was actually recorded in 2019, before the global pandemic. After doing my best to work through a few audio glitches, I was happy to finish editing this piece, and I realized this actually might be a wonderful time to help spread Savvy's messages of joy. You'll hear Savvy share her story about public hugs. Please keep in mind that this was pre-COVID-19, Let this remind us about the power of kindness in physical ways that we do miss, we long for, and hope to have more of in the not-so-distant future. Savvy Simon is a single mama of two sons, an educator, entrepreneur, activist, mentor, and entertainer, originally from Elsibuktuk, New Brunswick, now living in Halifax, Nova Scotia. She was the only Indigenous person to speak on stage in front of 12,000 people at We Day Halifax. She was a top 40 female change makers of Canada. She was also the creator of the hashtag Speak Mi'kmaq, language revolution from Mi'kma'ki. Savvy's approach to sharing positivity in a real and authentic way has gained a following of over 45,000. The music in this episode is by Savvy's brother, Talon Simon, called No Native Person is Ugly by Talon Simon and Brandon McCartney. So when I graduated from business, I went to directly to work in the public service, like a cubicle office job, because that's what my mama wanted me to do. (laughs) God love her. (laughs) But I I ended up doing that for almost like five years. And I was, I I just did it because it was comfortable and the paycheck was comfortable and my soul was so unhappy. And there was a lot of toxic in the workplace. Um, And I I even had to um, fight a sexual, like, Uh, harassment case at the workplace so I went through a lot of that was the first time I ever experienced depression actually and so when I experienced I experienced depression because they were not on my side and nothing was done from that man and there was also a woman involved and nothing was done for her either I was the one that took leave because of stress Mm -hmm. so during that time I started to make a regalia with my mother and thankfully I don't know how to sew or anything but she does and all my life I wanted one but we could never afford one so she I was 19 years old and uh, she helped me make one and uh, from there then I actually applied for the Vancouver 2010 Olympics 
So, and I didn't think I was worthy because I was just brand new, like a brand new fancy shawl dancer. I didn't want to apply, but my friend suggested I did. Chastity Muse, thank you very much, Chas. <laughs> she actually helped me um, with the application, and that's the reason why I did go for it. Yeah. Because I wasn't going to, I really wasn't, I didn't feel worthy. And so, because she helped me so much, I said, well, why not? And it was a very lengthy application. Like, I had to prove you were alcohol and drug free. You had to prove that you were a role model in your community. You had to get reference letters. You had to approve your regalia. You had to have, show a video of you actually dancing. Mm-hmm. Like they wanted to know, like, you wow. know, so they chose 350 of us all across Canada. So that really sparked my my motivational speaking career because when I came back home from Vancouver, from dancing with all the Olympics and everything, all the athletes, then people wanted to hear my story and they wanted to know how did you get involved? What was it like? When I came back home, uh, a lot of schools were, you know, wanting to hear my story. So I ended up doing a lot of volunteer on the side and I would share my story and share culture so my Mi'kmaq culture my regalia what does it mean what does it look like kind of like a show and tell then I would dance for them I would demonstrate dance and then I would answer any questions and I told my story of the Olympics and so a big part of my story is my red road journey and it's a it's a road less traveled and so I, I do share that with the youth and uh, mm-hmm. if that's a road that people want to take it, it is awesome mm-hmm. and so then from there I decided to step out of my comfort zone quit my government job and really believe in myself and build my own career because there was such a demand mm-hmm. there was such a demand so I said okay there's a demand people want to learn about our culture people want to learn about our dance they want to learn about our regalias there's not enough people sharing so yeah that's right yeah and, yeah. I, and people want positive good and yeah. that's what I want to give and so I, I had always in my heart that I wanted to have a career spreading love like mm-hmm. as I was a young woman I always wanted to spread love as a career and anytime I told anyone that they kind of laughed at me <laughs> thought it was silly like that's never gonna happen and it's happening guess what guys yeah. I've been I've been doing this career now I started my own company Savvy Unlimited I think it's been like five or six years now and uh, and I, I'm a workshop facilitator. I am a motivational speaker. I'm, so I do keynotes as well. And I also am an essential oil educator. And I used to have the clothing, which a lot of people do have my clothes. Thank you for all the support. Um, but instead of the clothing, I switched to helping people with natural medicines mm-hmm. as a tool. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, and so I'm also a mother. I have a, a three-year-old son and a new baby on the way. Yay! Yay. And so... That's kind of how I got how I got into uh, motivational speaking. Wow, yeah, that's amazing because I uh, I see. I mean, that's one of the great things about social media is that it it can potentially link us and keep us, you know, inspired. So I would see you on Facebook, you know, saying that you're traveling out somewhere, and you say, "All right, Calgary, I'm coming for you," you know, whatever yeah. it was that you, you know, <laughs> post. And I just get so fascinated, but also inspired. But then in all honesty, every once in a while, there might be a day that you're having a hard day. Yes. And you're honest about that, too. Yeah. You say, you know what, guys, um, if it's something negative that somebody had said or just being tired and overwhelmed. Yeah. Or being having a hard time in motherhood. Yes, that you'll be honest about that. Yeah. And those are the moments that as I'm scrolling through my social media, yeah. I go, oh, oh, yeah, I know. And I'll read it. And I'll remember my own experiences. And I know that's why you share. Yeah. You know? um, also because sometimes we think that when other people are out there in the, you know, in the spotlight and doing all this great stuff, we almost think like they're invincible, you know? Yes. And yeah. they're like and superheroes, which um, role models are like superheroes in a way. 
but it also but we're also really, human yeah we're human and it and it and it takes energy and um and we all still have challenges that you know that we that we go through and so i really appreciate those posts that you do and you know sometimes i'll make a note or, or something too oh, thank so you very uh, much because yeah. it's it's not easy for me to share that vulnerability mm-hmm. and uh i it's like really putting my raw realness out there and i always do feel very uncomfortable when i do it yeah. But I think yeah. about the other people who are in my shoes, who mm-hmm. may feel very alone and who may not have anyone in their circle mm-hmm. that they can relate with. And that's why why I do it. Do you ever feel like you get a lot of personal then people kind of seeking help from you? Like, do you have enough time and energy to be able to respond <laughs> to everybody? There's you know? a lot of un, yeah. unread or unanswered messages and I've let go of that guilt though. I've let go yeah. of feeling like bad about that because I used to feel bad but I'm a mother and yeah. um, I'm a mompreneur as well and a mompreneur is a complex mm-hmm. and I also have to take care of me. So I usually read them and then I'll like send them a prayer or send them some good love and then sometimes I do reply if I can. I really do love when what happens is when I post a real and very raw struggle that I'm going through and then a mom messages me and says, thank you so much for mm-hmm. posting that. I was feeling so alone with my son's tantrums. I was starting to feel like I was losing my mind. And then I'll give them a heart or I'll say, you're not alone, sister. You know, like <laughs> I'll just say something. But I do yeah. love when people send me those messages. It fills my heart. Yeah. And I feel yeah. like it does build community. Yeah. Because there's a lot of moms that are very isolated. Mm-hmm. And so when you were doing the hug Free hugs. Camp, free hug yeah. campaign. What was that I about? still do it. I still have it. Like, I always have a, um, a piece of cardboard yeah. with the words free hugs on it with yeah. a black Sharpie marker. And I started doing that. I went to Brazil years ago for a mission <laughs> trip, and it was with World Youth Day. And I saw this man in a subway, like a mm-hmm. train station subway. And it was so busy and I was lost in Brazil and I don't speak Portuguese and I was a little bit anxious and I was by myself, I think. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I was by myself, (laughs) just a warrior traveler. And uh, this guy was standing there with a sign that said free hugs and it was in English. So I could understand it. It was my language, you know, one of my languages. And so I gave him a hug and it just, I never forgot that moment because that was a moment where I really needed a hug. Yeah. And that's, that's, you know. from a stranger? From a stranger, yeah. As like a woman? Yeah, but there was like thousands of people there. Like in that, it was a busy uh, train station, right? Yeah. And so then I remember that feeling and I said, I want to bring this home to Mi'kma'ki. I want to give people that same feeling that I received. Mm. And so I remember I, um, I went to the Millbrook powwow right after when I got home <laughs> and I was by myself I drove to the to the gas station and I said do you guys have any cardboard and they said yeah out in the garbage and I was like okay <laughs> so I went out and dug in the garbage grabbed a cardboard went inside I said do you guys have scissors and a sharpie and they were like yeah right here so then I cut it up they saw me I wrote the free hugs I said I'm gonna go give some hugs out and they're like okay have fun so I told them I was going to the powwow and I went to the powwow and I had a shawl wrapped over my um, free hug sign. It was okay. quite large and yeah. I was just walking in. It looked like I had a big picture, a photo or something. And people were like, what's that? What's that? And I was shy still. Like I was not brave enough. It was my first time, you know, oh my goodness. giving free hugs. So I was yeah. waiting until I had courage. Yeah. And because I was hoping I was going to get hugs. I was scared I wasn't going to get any hugs. <laughs> <laughs> so when I finally revealed the sign, I yeah. stood there with the sign and I got lots of oh. hugs. And at that powwow, there was one man who was non-native. He was an older fella. He came up and hugged me. Well, he tapped on my shoulder. He said, hi, can I have a hug? And I said, of course. 
So I gave him a hug and he kind of held on extra long. And I was yeah. like thinking in my head, like, okay, like the hug's got to be over soon. But then when, when we let go, he had tears in his wow. eyes. And wow. he said, I just lost my wife three months ago and we're from London, England. And she was the only friend wow. I have here in Turo. And she's the, um, she's the last person I hugged. And I was like, wow. So that brought me to tears. Then I remember one time we were at uh, Wagmakuk, um, Wagoba, um, the summer games that happened there once. And there was a Red Road tribe youth, like we were all together. And we were having the free hug sign. And this one guy comes over and he's got a book bag and you hear clink, 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 clink. <laughs> and he comes over and he's like, what's this? And he's like, why are you guys giving free hugs? What's the catch? And I was like, you know what? There's actually no catch. Or it's fundraising for something. <laughs> no, we're actually not fundraising. We're, we're just giving free hugs. That's all it is. There's no catch. And so he's like, all right, I'll have one. <laughs> so then he gets a hug from all of us. I think oh. there was about like seven or eight of us. And even Cruiser Muse was there and Jesse Muse from Bear River and Anugui Picto. And uh, yeah, there was a bunch of us from the Red Road tribe. Mm -hmm. Anyway, so then he leaves. We ended up staying in touch with him on Facebook and he messaged me afterwards. And he said, I just wanted to let you guys know that after I got those hugs from you, I had a bunch of alcohol in my book bag and I dumped it down the drain because I saw you guys being positive, being sober, being drug free. And just seeing that, knowing that you guys exist made me realize mm -hmm. I can do that too. Whenever I do it, like wherever I do it, I always make sure to be safe for sure. I am very aware of missing Indigenous women and I usually do it in crowds. So I, where mm -hmm. I know that, that I'll have backup or whatever and I usually let somebody know if I'm going to do it. Right. Yeah. Yeah, nice. Growing up, I never seen a native in a magazine, in the movie scene. Just saw a pain in the news, so I hurt my self-esteem. Felt no hope, then our people had a dream. Now I know my worth, yeah, I'm solid like the earth. A rose from the dirt, and my spirit from the ashes. Worst thing float like I'm Cassius. English was supposed to detach us. Dancing outside is where you catch us. Catch us. Catch us. We need more black and red power, no methane showers. Well, people are the earth, but it ain't ours. What's the Red Road? Yeah, so for me, um, the Red Road means to be to be in alignment with your soul, you know, and and to be free of addictions in terms of drugs, alcohol, you know. Mm -hmm. um, and for me, it is like when I say I'm Red Road, that's what I mean. But I also... Um, got inspired by my grandmother, my Mikaju. That's why I am on the Red Road. It's because of her. Mm -hmm. Because she's still alive. She's 93 years old. And she's been on the Red Road her whole life. So she's never smoked anything like cigarettes or drugs or anything. She's never um, been addicted to drugs. And she's never drank alcohol. Like she's never done wow. it. She's been very clean that way. Mm -hmm. And so I've always admired her, uh, her brains. She's very smart. And I remember being a young girl and talking to her and asking her questions and you don't eat google when you hang out with her <laughs> we always call her like a walking encyclopedia yeah so uh i remember saying when i was five years old i want to be just like you migi and I'm, i want to i don't want to drink alcohol either i don't want to do drugs or smoke cigarettes i want to be just like you and so i have been i've been on the red road my whole life and uh going through the good times and the bad times and it had there's been a a lot of times, you know, where I even wondered, like, this would be a time where I would drink, but still fighting through that. It is the road less traveled. There's not a lot of people that are on the red road. I do love to meet other people. So if you're on the red road, send me a message on social media. I'd love to know you. You know, we could follow each other. Sometimes when you tell people or they ask you, you know, do you want to drink or whatever? And 
And if you tell them that you don't drink alcohol, they look at you like you have two heads because it's not the social norm. Mm -hmm. And I guess for me, it doesn't really affect me anymore because I'm so used to it. And, and I do have quite a, a lot of people in my circle that mm -hmm. are on the Red Road. Yeah. But I also yeah. have a lot of people in my circle who are not on the Red Road, who I deeply adore and e think equally important highly of. Yeah, I don't judge anyone. Mm -hmm. I don't judge anyone's choices. I understand. I just like to share because if there is somebody out there that's contemplating it or contemplating being sober mm -hmm. or if they're young and they're thinking, you know, could I try this? Would it be fun? It's so fun. It's awesome. It's you remember things. You're aware of what's happening to you, you know, and you um, you also are just you're, you, you feel so cleansed and so pure and you feel so strong and so good and I really want that for whoever wants that, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, Frank and I don't drink. And something that uh, that I realized being in the arts world is that a lot of times for some kind of um, event or opening or launch or whatever, that there'll be like wine and cheese. And the, yeah. the non-Indigenous culture, you know, there's, there's that kind of social norm. And uh, so then sometimes at events that I'm invited to and I explain how I, I don't drink. And so I don't, also don't want my photograph yeah around alcohol yeah. because i'm trying to show that i yeah. don't drink alcohol exactly. so i don't want public photos of me with people drinking like right beside me and um and what i realized though is that the arts people around me didn't know that they'd never heard that before they didn't even think of it yeah so because they didn't know then that wasn't really part of their consideration and so then because i said that then i said oh okay yeah well maybe we can have an event without alcohol and yeah. an alcohol Opening wine and cheese can be, you know, yeah, or sparkling or water or and cheese. <laughs> yeah, you can still you can still celebrate. Like exactly. You don't need alcohol to yeah. celebrate at all. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. A lot of people question it, and they're just so like, why? Like, why not? Like, a lot of people have a really hard time understanding or grasping it, mm -hmm. and so that doesn't bother me though. It doesn't affect me. It just gives me a chance to share who I am and why, and maybe inspire. You know. Mm -hmm. And so when I shared that, you know, from those insecurities that people had shared with me, when I shared that more, then I had these people who messaged me who were on the Red Road and who felt very isolated and who thanked me for talking about mm. the negative slash, like negative um, the, the feedback, backlash, backlash yeah. that they can get for being choosing to be on the Red Road, which yeah. is ridiculous. Yeah. The other thing that you do a lot, so amazing, and it inspires me, is how much you want to support other people. Aw, awesome. You know, I'm glad like, you see that. Yeah. I, yeah. I love yeah. cheering people on. Cool. I started a Facebook group <laughs> called Mompreneur Magic, and I wanted to call it Mompreneur Circle, but it was already taken. So <laughs> I just call it Mompreneur Magic because we're magical okay. unicorns anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And so I guess for, for me, like, it's being a mompreneur feels very isolating a lot mm. of times. Being a mother can already feel very isolating to a lot of moms, mm. especially if you don't have a community with you, your family close by, helpers, you know, people visiting. If you don't have that, which I don't have that, like physically close, mm -hmm. uh, it does feel very isolating to be a mom, period. I love it 1000%, but still, it can feel very isolating. And then the second thing about my life is being choosing to be an entrepreneur. So I'm a mompreneur. Uh, that is very hard. It's so hard, but I love it. And I wouldn't have it any other way. But to survive, 
I want to be surrounded by like-minded women. So that's why I created that Mompreneur Magic. Mm -hmm. And it's a very small um, group of women who I personally know and mm -hmm. friends of our friends. And mm -hmm. it's, you know, if you want to be a part of it, if you feel like you, you know, whether you're beading or whether you're, um, you know, selling ribbon skirts or whether you're doing workshops or whether you are, you have your own salon or whatever it is, even if you're, um, going places and sharing uh, drumming teachings and, and song. Mm -hmm. Like there's so many ways that we can be entrepreneurs mm -hmm. and have little side hustles or side hobbies. So just wanted to give a beautiful space for, for moms like that. And it's been really nice. And what we plan to do is have like a monthly uh, video chat meetup. Oh, so where we can yeah. talk about what are some things we're struggling with yeah. because that's it is we, we struggle a lot, you know, and what are some of our goals and what are some of our recent wins? Mm -hmm. So those kind of discussions happen in there. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's amazing. So what do you do to take care of yourself then, to have your downtime? Like there's so much of savvy that's going out and taking care of other people, inspiring other people. So what do you do to make to, to take care of yourself? Yeah, so um, when I do my morning routine, it includes meditation for 10 minutes. I have ADHD. <laughs> I can only go for 10 minutes. <laughs> it seems like forever. <laughs> that is long. Yeah. yeah. So that, I, I'll just meditate, I'll put my diffuser on, oils of choice, and then after my meditation, I will say my positive affirmations out loud, which is um, boosting my spirit in a very positive way, saying things like, today is a good day to have a good day, I am worthy, I, am, I have so many gifts to share, I am capable, you know, things like that. And then I'll say a prayer, just a quick short prayer of gratitude, and that really makes me feel good. Mm -hmm. And then I will take some, and this is all without using my phone. This is not having my phone on. And then I'll have a nice little breakfast. And then I'll do a little bit of journaling, drink my water, you know, do my face, my face stuff, take care of my face naturally with my natural stuff. And then, um, and that's usually like one of the, if I can start that, all of that takes about like maybe 30 minutes. And if I can do that before my son wakes up, I feel really good. Like my soul feels powered up. Yeah, I don't always do that, but I strive for that. Having good people in my network, you know, that's really important. And if I'm really, really struggling in a moment, I will reach out to one of my really trusted girlfriends and I'll just vent to her. She'll listen and, we'll, you know, vice versa. We're there for each other. And so, yeah, I also do see a therapist and I've been seeing one steady since I've been like 13 years old. So, and that's something the that... same person? Uh, no, I've moved okay. a lot. Yeah, yeah. But I do really love the one that I have here in Halifax. I've learned so much mm -hmm. from her. Just mm -hmm. mental strengthening and emotional strengthening. Like, there's a lot of things that, that go on in life. Like, mm -hmm. for everybody. You know, everybody has struggles. Mm -hmm. And and uh, I don't want to put that burden on my friends and dump all of my garbage on my friends and all my hard times. Mm -hmm. So, I do it to a professional who can professionally guide me in a very intelligent way. And... Mm -hmm. Yeah, those are some of the things I do for self-care. Oh, my grandma's switching shoes to moccasins. Ain't care they mock them. Malal and Savvy for taking the time to speak with me and share your positive thoughts. To hear more from Savvy, I invite you to check out her Instagram and podcast, Shift the Vibe. I was your host today, Shallon Jodry. No native person is ugly. Also, listen for the song No Native Person is Ugly. Find it on Apple Music, iTunes, or Spotify by Talon the Res Kid Wonder. Thank you for listening. Walalio. No native person is ugly. Native American. Na 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 native American. Na 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 I'm Lil B. <laughs>